Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, January 21st, 2021. It's the first full day of the Biden administration and the pandemic is the clear focus. We'll discuss that, plus Kevin McCarthy all of a sudden doing an about-face on President Trump's culpability in the January 6th attack on the Congress. And finally today, with only one cabinet official confirmed so far, how long until President Biden has his team by his side? The Biden communications team is sort of putting out a day-by-day thematic schedule, sort of the message of the day, the policy area of focus that'll be coming out of the Biden White House on that day. And today, for the first full day of the Biden administration, the focus is COVID-19. Obviously, this is the most imminent crisis facing the country, therefore facing this administration, needing to halt the spread of the virus, needing to ramp up vaccine distribution and vaccinations into people's arms, and needing to restore, rebuild the economy that has been left in tatters for millions upon millions of Americans due to the COVID pandemic. That is what President Biden spoke about today when he rolled out more executive orders, this time on development of treatments and research, on guidance for safely reopening and operating schools. This is going to be a major component of the Biden COVID recovery plan, is getting schools open through testing, through vaccinations. He is going to prioritize getting schools open because everything flows from that, right? Then the economy can start coming back on. Parents can start turning their attention to work if they're not working with their school-age children at home. So much is contingent on getting schools open and operating as normal as possible. And then, of course, his executive orders on mask wearing, on planes and trains, any interstate commerce, interstate travel. Here's President Biden from earlier today. Our national strategy is comprehensive. It's based on science, not politics. It's based on truth, not denial. And it's detailed. It is so detailed, it is over 100, it's 198 pages. All of this action comes as the United States just surpassed 400,000 deaths related to the coronavirus. And we're learning from the CDC that, indeed, another 100,000 deaths could be added to that total by next month. So the challenge for Team Biden is clear, and it's clearly priority number one for them as well. Here's the thing. They're actually facing an American public that's feeling more optimistic that the worst of the virus is behind them. Why? Because of the vaccines. More people say they're willing to take vaccines, now up to 66% in a brand new exclusive CNN poll. That was at 51% in October that said they were willing to take the vaccine. That's up to 66%. And we're seeing slightly more Americans saying the worst is behind us than that the worst may be yet to come in the battle against coronavirus. That is a significant development. This is an optimistic public at the moment that Joe Biden has here about battling this, but now his team has got to deliver. Now, here's what else matters today. This may not surprise you, but Kevin McCarthy should really meet Kevin McCarthy at some point. He's completely backtracked, it seems, off of his comments that he made on the House floor just over a week ago when the House was impeaching Donald Trump for the second time. Kevin McCarthy, of course, was opposed to that impeachment effort, but did say on the House floor that day, that President Trump bears some responsibility for what happened on January 6th. Well, that apparently is no longer the case. Here's Kevin McCarthy today. Leader McConnell has said that 
President, uh, former President Trump and other important people um, provoke those, um, those folks to come to the Capitol. Do you believe that President, former President Trump provoked? I don't believe he provoked if you listen to what he said at the rally. Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, was doing a similar dance today where you might recall on the day that the Capitol was attacked on January 6th, that's when he went to the Senate floor and said he was out. That he thought Donald Trump would go down as a consequential president, but that the first thing you'd see are the events of January 6th in the legacy and history of Donald Trump. And he's washing his hands of it. Uh, He's out. That was what Lindsey Graham said then. Well, since then, of course, he took one of Donald Trump's final rides on Air Force One as president to the border with Mexico. He made clear that he was still in the friendship zone with Donald Trump as he was leaving office. And now Lindsey Graham was saying today that clearly proving that Donald Trump said things that incited the riot in a way in an impeachment case seems like a pretty tall order for the House managers in this case, which didn't collect any evidence. He basically was setting the table for the fact that this impeachment trial should be quickly dispatched with and that the House managers would be in no position to prove their case. These Republicans are going to find themselves in a very fascinating position over these next many months. Watch carefully how they navigate a post-Trump era where they're no longer living necessarily in fear of Donald Trump's hourly tweets against them if they uh, sort of speak in the wrong direction. But they want to still woo and keep Trump's voters and supporters in their fold and yet return to some sense of original principles of republicanism, conservatism, that sort of went out the window in the Trump era because it was just all about Trump and his ego. How they do that, how they stitch together a path back to a place of original principles while also not trying to offend Trump supporters and at least keeping the former president, if not on their side and supportive of them, not railing against them. It is going to be a very tough path for these Republicans to walk. And each day they're showing just how much hypocrisy, how much confusion, how much mixed messaging there's going to be in the effort. And finally today, the Senate last night confirmed the director of national intelligence, the first woman to ever serve in that role, Avril Haines. She is the only member of Donald Trump's cabinet that he nominated, has been confirmed by the Senate when he woke up today on his first full day in office as president. Why is this taking so long? His predecessors had six or seven cabinet appointees confirmed by the time they woke up on their first full day in the White House. Well, one complicating factor is the fact that the Senate still isn't organized for its 50-50 nature. McConnell and Schumer are still trying to figure out committee structure in a power-sharing agreement. There's also the impeachment trial that is heading their way from the House that they have to figure out how to fit that in. They don't usually do other Senate business while they're conducting an impeachment trial, but clearly the Biden team is making clear they want the U.S. Senate to multitask on this. We've seen some of the high-profile nominees have hearings in the last couple days. Janet Yellen at Treasury, Tony Blinken at the State Department. We saw the nominee for the Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, get a hearing. We also saw today Pete Buttigieg, former Democratic rival of Joe Biden, conduct his confirmation hearings to become transportation secretary. So there's no doubt that there are some confirmation planes lining up, if you will, and it'll tee it up for the Senate to get some of these folks confirmed. But for these early days of the Biden administration, Joe Biden is pretty lonely around the table in the cabinet room. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.